Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. Oh, we have a show tonight. Uh, show tonight. Show today. Show today. It feels like that. It feels like. Because Danny's back in studio, it feels like an event. There's a lot going on in Stock Notes and Market Lovers. Welcome to Radio. Hi, Tim Razor. Uh, Danny Stewart, Guns Katutis, uh, Alex, I mean, uh, Hunter. Alex Katutis, uh, Hunter Mazingo. Yeah, I know. Uh, Hunter Mazingo <laughs> and uh, Don Vanderbilt. All with you. We're all back. Zach, our illustrious producer, is hey, with you. us, too. And so listen, listen, listen. Markets are changing, and I've got some thoughts on the changing market. But I want to just, before I get to some other things I, I want to talk about, I want to offer up this screen, and it's um, get it over here real quick. Let me see if I can pull it up and get organized. So this is an eight twenty one cross screen. This little tiny uh, box. I'll make it a little bit bigger. I'll send it to you, stock nerds and market lovers. So what I'm looking at here is a screen of stocks that I just ran right before the show started, where the eight exponential moving average is accelerating through the twenty one exponential moving average, and because of what happened in today's jobs report, you're going to want to get a handle on the changing market. So what you're going to see is the markets, I don't believe, are going to trade up. I could be wrong, right? The sure. markets could just collapse. Yeah, the earth opens up and swallows up J-Pow, which <clears throat> might not be a bad thing after we get done with today's <laughs> show. But you, I think what you're going to see is levitating markets and the continuous uh, churn underneath them, right? right? And so you want to be on top of that right now. I'm going to mute myself, Zach, as I've got Are you to about call? to cough, Tim? Did you want me to cover for you? <laughs> Did I do it? Can you still hear me? Did, <laughs> Nobody I, I, will ever Did that work? <laughs> yeah. Nobody will know you. So I, as long as I executed the button properly, there's a foot pedal underneath the desk that I hit once off and I forget to turn it back on and yeah. hit it twice. Okay. I think you got it. So this screen of stocks, now not an end all to be all, will show you acceleration on the 8 and 21. More than happy to send it to you. I could do it in one of two ways. I, if, you don't, if you have think or swim, I can just send you the screen, right? Just, just email it to you. Email me, Tim at revereasset.com, and I'll send you the screen. If you say, Tim, I trade on Schwab. I trade on Robinhood. I trade somewhere else. Perfect. I'll download it into a spreadsheet, Google Sheets, Excel, whatever you want. You let me know, and I'll send it to you. But more importantly, I've got something. Zach, pay attention. Zach, you drink coffee, right? I do. I know. No one else in the show. Danny, you drink coffee. Oh, my gosh. I brought back pounds of coffee. Pounds. 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 <laughs> Three and a half pounds to be exact. Pounds of coffee. I had to split it up. I had to split it up between three different suitcases. I didn't go to the fifty. 
what you don't know is Danny went to Albuquerque for his vacation. Albuquerque. And he went and he went to the Safeway and he just saw coffee. Yep, yep. And brought back pounds. What up those beans? So here's the thing, stock nerds and market lovers. Can you see my phone? Can you see my phone? Who is that? John Cena? No, no, that is not John Cena. That is Man John Campbell. <laughs> that is Man Campbell, otherwise Man known Campbell? as Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit. The are there Lions in Detroit? I don't know, but the NFL has a team there called Detroit, the Detroit Lions. If you were French, you'd be like the Detroit Lions, and so, which I am not French. Uh, so the Detroit Lions, Axel Foley's. That's Eddie Murphy, Danny. Yes. Detroit Lions. Yes. He wore a Detroit Lions jacket in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just, just, just throwing that out there for you. So anyway, Man Campbell. This dude, if you've ever listened to Dan Campbell, you will walk away calling him Man Campbell. Sounds like a man. Like, he's got, this dude is football dude. Like, he's like, if you were to draw football guy, American football. If you were to draw a um, European football guy, he'd be on the ground, you know, floppy, like LeBron. So, uh, Man Campbell. I'm going to read. Now, I, I, we've got we've got two audiences. like LeBron. That'll be a song. Flopping like LeBron? <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be like a, a title of a song. What you doing on the floor there, Remy? <laughs> Flopping like LeBron. Throwing a tantrum. Um, here we go. I'm going to read it. But I know we've got two audiences. We've got the podcast audience that listens on iTunes, Google Play Store. By the way, our podcast is delivered where you want it on your device. What do you want it? Google Play, uh, Apple, uh, iTunes Store. You can get it. Subscribe, please. Or we've got the YouTube audience, right? Mm -hmm. Which I'll get into in a little bit here. We've got the YouTube audience. And uh, we've so they're just listening. And then we've got visual. So I'm going to show you the visual. Then I'm going to play the audio. So here it is, right? You can see it. You've seen my screen. Pause the video right now if you want to just... I'll read it to you. He's like a very, Lions, very masculine man. Oh, he's a this dude a wakes man. this dude wakes up and he goes out and kills his dinner. Right. He could go to the same store. Danny got his pounds of coffee, but he goes out and he slays his dinner. Dan Campbell is a big coffee guy. His Starbucks. Let me just clear my screen here. Oh, his Starbucks order. This is his Starbucks order. Two ventis of Pike Brew. This is venti. So you'll see me oftentimes drinking coffee on the show yeah. because I stopped at the Starbucks right before uh, we come on studio and I get a coffee. It's a venti. This is a venti. Man Campbell drinks two ventis of Pike Brew with two shots of espresso in each. That is known as a black eye. So red eye is one shot of espresso in your cup. Mm -hmm. Black eye is two. Big football guy, big coffee guy. Now I want you to, I want you to just hear what a man sounds like. Put this on my uh, microphone. This is what a man sounds like. Danny, you should aspire to this. Now, I'm looking at your chest hair, Danny. Danny has the chest hair of a man popping out of his shirt. He's, he's Can we polo. see Danny's chest hair? That is impressive. Gosh, I'm looking at that thing, and it's like, whoa. Herculean. Nah, 78. Olympia. 1978, right. 1979 call. They want that back. But listen, <laughs> you go with it. That is what a man. Okay, so uh, yeah, I don't manscape or whatever that's called. You yeah. might want to look right. into that. Uh, <laughs> I think I think you're all right. Listen to Hunter. Oh man, I'm so well, ashamed. Of that's going a on. that's a rabbit hole we might should avoid. <laughs> no, manscaping. that's on the next episode of Your Money, Danny's manscaping routine. I, mean, I can almost hear people unsubscribing. <laughs> and how long does it take? Uh, 
Okay, here we go. This is what a man sounds like. Here it is. I get, I'll get two venti. I go to, you know, Starbucks. I get two venti of the pipe with two shots of black eye and both. That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. So we'll do it one more time. Normally, what I do is I get, I'll get two venti. I go to, you know, Starbucks. I get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them. So black eye and both. That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. So we got to talk about this. That's what I want to get to. Can you die from this? <laughs> like, is it? Is yeah. he? Is he ready to just die at any moment? Yeah. Well, I'm guessing he weighs like 285 pounds, so he's like double. What is he can that? Take double the caffeine. No. Is there a ratio? Like, did, 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 oh sure, I'm yeah, sure there is. That's with anything. It's like alcohol I mean, or anything else. Yeah. yeah so he, ratio, the bigger you are, the more you could process. Right. Well, somebody said that that's the equivalent of ten Red Bulls. Is that is that caffeine. possible? That's, yeah. Wow. That's, 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 that's like, probably that's, accurate. If that's somebody significant. said that that's ten Red Bulls, then that doesn't seem healthy. Like, no, that's got to be a Surgeon General's warning on Red Bull. Like, hey, how many Red Bulls you drink a day? Oh, 15, 10. <laughs> yeah, like if you're drinking ten Red Bulls, it's got. Is that the equivalent to smoking two packs a day? Man, like right. no, I got a healthy. good one for you on that. So, do you guys know who John Daly is, the golfer? Sure, yes, I know course, John Daly. Everybody knows who so John Daly is. They interviewed him one time. What's your pregame routine, John Daly? He goes, ah, well, I smoke about, about almost two packs of cigarettes, and I have 15 Diet Cokes before I get on the course. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> that, 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 was that your John Daly routine? Like that? Yeah. John That's all right. Brutal. His mullet was fantastic. John Daly's a legend. He, he is a, a legend. legend. So, um Look, Stockton to Marco. I, I meant no. You're fine. Yeah, wait, wait to wait to take. Like the show goes off the rails purposely, but when you just we drew bring it, it back, though. you're like Tiger Woods driving it into a cur- yeah crevasse. Also, also likely, <laughs> the best, also Alex also likely the best golfer. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We were talking about Alex. Is uh, Alex you a scratch golfer? No. Oh my gosh. If, if I said that and my father watches the show. He would call me up like, what are you talking about? Wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Pause there. If I said that, and my father, I, I got confused. Does your father watch the show? Yes. Oh, he does. Okay, because you said if my father watches the show. I thought you said no, if. But I'm, I'm like, saying if he saw that, if he caught this part of me saying I was a scratch golfer, he would be like, oh. no way. <laughs> well, what's your dad's name? Jim. Jim. Jim Katunas. Jim. Jim. That doesn't sound very Greek. I get Alexander Katunas. Like Jim Katunas. Let's, let's, let's talk about Jim. <laughs> does does okay. Jim does Jim participate in Arm Day like you do? <laughs> he used True. to. He was a good athlete when he growing up. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't, now, don't now we're down a rabbit hole. So Jim used to be a good athlete. Now I'm taking offense on Jim's behalf. <laughs> let's talk about how you. Like, did you just call your dad a husband? That, oh that God. is all I heard. No way, no way. Yeah, because I'll no tell you no what, learn from no Hunter. Me mommy has never been insulted on this show. No matter how hard That's I have right. tried to get Hunter to do it, he knows the line. <laughs> and me mommy, by the way, I get I get emails from me mommy, which I, I, I no joking. I do thoroughly enjoy them. She, she, me mommy is on the Twitter. Yep. And she, uh, she'll direct message. I know she direct messages on occasionally. Uh, is Jim on the Twitter, Alex? No, he's he's not on Twitter, but uh, he does what he watches us through the YouTube. Is so. uh, ooh, through is, the YouTube? Where is Jim located at in this great country of ours? He's a, he lives in New Jersey. Oh, is he an Eagles fan? 
No. Oh, he my lives God. in New Jersey. <laughs> he lives in New Jersey. Hold, hold on. There's two New Jersey. There's Northern it, Jersey. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's two New Jerseys. Yeah. South Jersey's a lot of Eagles fans. South Jersey is nothing yep. but Eagles fans. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. By the way, until Tom Kane, uh, governor of New Jersey back in the uh, – early 80s, right? Uh, they, there was like a succession going to happen in Jersey between South Jersey and Northern, two completely different areas of the world. Anyway, yep. so this whole market is shifting. And I'm, I'm telling you, the shift came out last night. So we take the show Friday, Stock Nerds and Market Brothers, Friday afternoon. Uh, and last night at 6.18 p.m. Central Time, 7.18, who the hell knows where Alex is? Uh, it's like that time zone that doesn't exist. Now, Alex is on Pacific time right now, I believe. And so, Arizona. Mountain Standard. Mountain Standard. Well, no, what time is it there right now? I think you're on, you're well, two hours. Right now, we're the same, but we, we, don't, we never change our clock. So when California changes, we, we actually gain an hour on them. Arizona, huh? What the hell time is it where you yeah. are? Now I'm confused. Dude, you literally just confused me. Tell me it's, <laughs> it's it, Slow it's, it down for 925 here. So we're, we're three hours be, uh, behind right. East Coast. Two hours behind us, which is simple. yeah, yeah, which is yeah. So right now you are. So you're like the Pacific right now, time zone, right? Yeah, but not all the years. So mountain right? standard not equals Pacific daylight. <laughs> oh, there so you go. I, Don wrote it in equation right, so, form. Somebody turned the, <laughs> turn the oven on and get the gas going. I'm gonna put my head in there. I don't wish oh, yeah. the mic drops. Um, so Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin is the president of this country. Okay. So uh, let me explain. Joe Manchin, West Virginia senator, esteemed Virginian, uh, West Virginia senator, used to be the governor of West Virginia. Joe Manchin is running policy in this country. And so Thursday night, 6.18 p.m. Central, he sends this out. And, and I, the moment I saw this, I'm like, this is, this is the tweet. This is how, uh, this is how the markets are going to shift. And you're like, Tim, what the hell are you talking about? SFPs, you can see them on my screen. They're up uh, eight points. I've, no, no big deal here. It's it's this. Let's let's look and see what the old uh, what are the end keys doing. So the end keys are down just half a percent. No big deal, right? These are hourly charts. Kind of watching as the market date goes on here. Joe Manchin, I'm urging Fed Chair Jerome Powell and the Federal Open Market Committee. That's like um, FOMC. Yeah, that's like uh, Martha and the Vandellas. Or something. Yeah, like <laughs> Jerome Powell the, and the Fed Open Market Committee, right? <laughs> George Thorogood and the Delaware yeah, Destroyers. It. Jerome and the FOMC. <laughs> yes. I'm urging Jerome Powell. Like, you can tell Joe Manchin doesn't know what the hell he's talking about here because he spelled out FOMC. Like, not from here. Like, he walked, Joe walked into a Fed bar, you know, like the cowboy doors swing open, and, he, and he's dressed like, uh... anyway, he, he's, he doesn't fit in here. I'm urging Just like Danny. Man, you, I didn't say it. Wow, I'm urging wow. Fed Chair Jerome Powell and the <laughs> FOMC, like just in case, you know, the Federal Open Market Committee, and all they did was confuse anybody reading the tweet because nobody knows what the hell FOMC is, to immediately reassess America, America's stance on monetary policy and begin to taper. This is how he's saying it. He read it just like that? That's, well, that's how he sounds. Yeah. And to begin to taper the Fed's ongoing stimulus in order to avoid set. He meant to say, did he mean to say saddling? Because to avoid saddling. What is saddling? Like saddling like a cat? Like burdening. Burdening. Like, I think he should have like burdening. Yes. Yeah. 
to avoid saddling Americans with inflation, taxes, and overheating our economy. Now, he sent this out, interestingly enough. He sent this out Thursday. And then I want to show you the TNX. The TNX, which we all know, Daniel, as the 10-year Treasury Index. 10-year Treasury Index has been in the hopper. By the hopper, I mean the toilet. And by the toilet, I mean the flusher. It's been going down. Like, if yields, the rates, if yields on the rates are going down so low, that it, it, it's thought that maybe there's not so much growth left in the old economy, right? Yeah, could be. It could could be. Could be. Or Danny's or about Fed to say, bonds, uh, two. Danny, black hat, Danny. Can can we add caricatures to the show, Zach? Where you just throw like a black hat on Danny, like like just produce the show I like mean, that, like or or a tinfoil hat or whatever. A helicopter on my yeah, head. like yeah. something, right? There's a function for that. I think, okay, let's maybe. figure that out right, for yeah. in the coming weeks. Sure. So anyway, ten year Treasury index is in the But those aren't mutually exclusive. Why? The Fed could be buying bonds because <laughs> they think the economy's slowing. No, they're not. And I was going to say that before you just outed yourself as being uh, very uh, skeptical. Okay. Fisk. Fisk. Right? Fisk. Yeah. So here's what I want to... Uh, so just like yesterday, on Wednesday, the Fed... Excuse me. The 10-year Treasury yield for 1.18. That took us down to early... Uh, February, late January levels of of this year, mm -hmm. right before the big expansionary trade took off. Okay, mm -hmm. and if you remember that rotation, that rotation meant uh, we're buying Caterpillar, we're buying banks, we're buying we're buying anything that makes anything, and we're not buying tech. We're not buying tech. Tech's about to roll over, but but because we're not Clio, we don't know that in the year two thousand. You know, Clio was mm -hmm. mistress. Is it mistress? No, Miss Cleo. I don't think she was a mistress. I think she was Miss Cleo. By the way, did not see her own death coming. She was uh, how, TV psychic. TV Ms. psychic, right? Miss yeah, Cleo, yeah. 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 yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's why we do the show. So, Miss Cleo, for, for this. Uh, so, Miss Cleo doesn't predict uh, that you, well, you don't buy. You don't buy tech, right? So, Joe Manchin, I, I think Joe Manchin saw the numbers. Like, Joe, Joe Manchin isn't. This, I mean, I'm not saying he's dumb, but I'm also saying he's not this smart. Like, I'm saying Joe Manchin saw the Fed, saw the employment numbers, and somebody close to him said, it's going to cause rates to go up. Rates are up. Yields are up over 6% today. Do you realize in bond world? 0.6%. No, 6%. Oh, 6% on the, as a, yeah. Yields are up today, 6%. Do you realize how big of a move that is in bond land? That would be like the Dallas Cowboys coming back to win a Super Bowl. That's how big <laughs> this is. Five to one. Five to one. So this is a really. For those of you who don't know, that's five Super Bowls the Cowboys won. For <laughs> well, we got new listeners all the time. They don't. We know do get new listeners. So, so this is such a seismic move in you. And so now I think what you're going to have is Joe Manchin, who I. I'm not joking, stock nerds and market lovers. Joe Manchin is running policy. Uh, this is an apolitical show where I try to drive the train that way mm -hmm. because even though money and politics intersect all the time, and I, it's not that I'm ignorant to that, it's just that your politic will keep you from seeing the true picture of the markets. And our aim here is to present you with the true picture of the markets so you can help yourself make as much money as possible. And then times of tumult or strife, you're able to turtle up and, and save yourself. Mm -hmm. 
money. No matter what, who's in. Right. Know. It doesn't matter who's in office or, or what affiliation you are. Like we have an obligation to do right by our, by our listenership and our clients. So the TNX here up over 6% today, almost 6.5% as I'm talking, it keeps going. Uh, I think Manchin knew these numbers. I think he knows what the result was going to be. And I think now, because Jay Powell is going, Jay Powell is, I don't know if it's up for you. Jay Powell has a chance to reapply for his job this fall. <laughs> and Joe Manchin is on the Senate committee. Like Joe Manchin runs the Senate. Joe Manchin runs this country. If anything that Joe Biden hopes to get through, uh, policy-wise, it's going through Joe Manchin. Right. Joe Manchin is the voice of reason. There's a whole bunch of reasons why I've come up with this conclusion. I don't, I'm not alone, by the way. This is not, mm -hmm. I'm not alone in this thought. Mm -hmm. And so if Joe Manchin wants rates, if Joe Manchin wants relief from inflation, and he thinks it's done by raising rates, Joe Manchin's and, and Jay Powell doesn't want to be fired from his job. Nobody wants to be fired. Like, I don't care what Jay Powell says on the podium. Nobody wants to be fired, okay? He's not going to go to war with Joe Manchin, okay? So now let's just take a look at what's leading to that, okay? This is, a, this is one day. One day does not make a mark. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's just start with, let's get this on a daily chart. Let's get this on a daily chart. And um, let's look at, like, KRV. Yeah, like these kind of rebounds. And let me get it off the charts with the moving averages. And by the way, Stockner's market levels. If you're new to my charts, right, uh, the green line here is an eight exponential moving average. The five right there is that purple line, 21, or the mean is all to call it is right there. Those are all exponential. Uh, the blue line here, exponential as well, 34. The red line down here is a 50 basis point. Gold, all the way down here, 200. Simple. So now. These are big moves, okay? So this is uh, the KRE. KRE is up over 3%. But I want to get it off of these moving average lines charts because these are just lines on a chart. But oftentimes, people see these lines on a chart and they'll think, price has to stop there. And some, oftentimes, it's true. It's because of how, how algorithms are written. But let's take a look at it on uh, an average true range chart, which I think gives you a better assessment of what's moving. My bread and butter setup, so you know, is... I love the 821 cross, the screen that I started, I highlighted the show with. I love a 521 cross, right? I love that too. Um, you can do a 58 cross. Yeah, the, the bottom line is you want to understand where momentum is shifting to. That'll tell you, that, that'll ferret out the stocks that are moving. And then if those stocks are moving, then you can start to get a preponderance of evidence. And when you start seeing the regional banks and you start seeing the uh, JPM of JPM up almost three percent. Like you're going to start seeing what's really shifting here. So in this environment, which I believe is about to take hold, it doesn't have to. What I'm saying here does not have to come to fruition date. But are we setting up for February part two? Maybe. And so Hunter, give me a couple agriculture stocks. Anyone? Just we'll play the game. Give me a couple agriculture. Agriculture. Stock. Yeah. Uh, NTR, NTR, November Tango Romeo. Yep. NTR up uh, 1.65% today. You know, like, well, Tim, that's not a really good looking chart. And they've got earnings coming up here, but it, it appears. Uh, but you're looking for the shifting trend. What you don't want to be is holding the back. 
right? Because that, that's what happened in February. Tech shifted. And then before you knew it, Bob's your uncle. And, and the Caterpillar now has come back a little bit. Uh, deer, let's look at Deer, up 0.88%. What are the steels doing? The STLD, those are expansionary, up 2.5%. X, which is not as good as STLD, up 3.14%. Uh, Give me, give me another ag, Hunter. Uh, SQM or MOS. I don't know. Both of those look pretty yeah. similar to what you already looked yeah. at. This is this is a setup right here. So what? What's the? Why is that? I just looked at a bunch of charts. This is where I like. I think this is your point of least risk to buy. Here is the mean. And by the way, we're gonna get Don, Hunter, Alex. We're gonna get all their commentary on what I'm saying. Uh, here is the mean. You're not extended. So the average true range charts give you an opportunity to visually see overbought and oversold. It's important that you understand this because if you're going to buy something like, let's use something completely out, out of the realm of what we're talking about. I'm going to type in pen. pen. Pen reported earnings yesterday. It's in the news. But like, if you want to see what overbought, like, this is, it's pen. And it doesn't matter that it's pending. It could be any company. But when you hit the third ATR, you're typically, and it doesn't mean you can't run like I'm saying here. Up your stops. That's how you handle those situations. Your propensity to pull back is exponentially higher every time that you get above the mean. So if you're one ATR, average true range measured over 21 periods, 21 trading sessions, and then you go two, and you just multiply that by two, you're extended above the mean a little bit. What if you go three? Well, now you're really extended. That is a visual representation of overbought. And you typically want to avoid overbought. It doesn't mean that they can't go up. I mean, look at cheap Chipotle. Like, look at that run after earnings. Yeah, that, that it doesn't mean it can't go higher, but now it's starting to come off third ATR. Is that because their input costs are going to go up? Rates are going higher, input costs go higher. This all kind of works in a symbiotic fashion. And so you want to be able to understand that. And so when when I'm looking now at like banks or um so back to mosaic real quick. So why is mosaic? Because mosaic is right around the mean. It's right around this 21. Does it mean that mosaic is going to go higher? Nope. It does not. But if you're looking for lower risk entries, you're going to know right away you're wrong when you start closing below uh that First level ATR. That's as simple as I can make it. Is there more nuance to it? Absolutely. Do you want more nuance? You can call 855-732-5932. You can email to riverasset.com. Email anybody here. By the way, hi, Meryl. Meryl. Was Meryl on the um, the website last week? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she was. That is our uh, newest team member, uh, Meryl. Notice no salespeople. We're all here to strategically help you, whether you're a client or not. We're here to help you get better. So look, this market shifted. What is it not doing? It's it's showing you where the weakness is. It's housing, right? Like here's DHI. Tried tried to make a push, couldn't get back at the think about it. Rates are going lower, right? More, uh, previously, pardon me. Thank, no, yeah, previously, rates are going, they're going lower. Ten years been in, in you know, been going drifting lower, 30 years been drifting lower, mortgage rates at lows, but not not at last year's lows, but low. And housing couldn't get back to recent high. Like that, that's kind of like a tell, right? Like look at Toll Brothers. Look at uh look at DHI, look at Lenar. Look at I, I disagree completely. I think okay. housing looks fine. They've had big relative strength over the last three weeks and they're putting in handles. And if they break above this week's high, uh, it looks great. Look at ITB. 
I'm looking at it right now. I, I think that IT, 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 it and there's no, we're not going to debate it because that, that doesn't help anybody. We can debate it. I'm sorry, Don. I don't, I don't mean, to, I'm not shutting down debate. I'm saying Don could be, as, Don, I could be very wrong and Don could be very right. But I think that if these rates continue higher, my hypothesis is if these rates continue higher and, and Joe Manchin, who's now setting policy, which, which, which is what I believe, right. that, that the stocks that are rate sensitive, you have to know which, how they react. Would, would get hurt. Well, well, no, no. Rate sensitive is banks, which are great. Which, yeah. Well, rate, I would meant negative to no, rate sensitive. Understood. Yeah, if no, rates rise enough, you're going to, uh, people uh, will not be able to afford mortgages as much. Some people on the right. fringe, uh, mortgage refinancing will slow down. Yeah. And, and it's not that um, that mortgage rate will, or mortgage rate is going to skyrocket. No, I, it's it's all relative. Like if I said mortgage rates, whatever the thirty years trading at right now, right, whatever a, a mortgage is right now, compared to nineteen eighty two, it's oh, it, yeah. it's 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 low, and and it's all based on on who's in the market. But you're also borrowing a lot more now because those low rates have driven up real oh, estate prices so high. Yes. You're paying low, low, less interest rate, but you're right. borrowing twice as much. And so it's the, but here's the thing. The, there's less people who experienced 1977, 1982 mortgage rates in the height of, uh, you know, the interest rate crisis, just double digit mortgages, right? Like 15, 17%, right? There's more people. Who have seen nothing but bond price, bond, you know, nothing seen rates drift lower over the course of their lifetime coming into the housing market. Right. Like you had, like there's a shifting, there's a, there's a cultural shift coming on. And so rates going back to what were the rates in 2007, 2008? They were like 7%, 6%, 7%. Uh, you, you, th that's called normal, and that's what I'm saying. By historical terms, back in that time, you were you were told that they are historically low rates. At you know, like leading up to the housing crisis, historically low low rates, and then uh, who was it, Bernanke, that raised rates fifteen mother effing times in a row? What a what a huge mistake! And that guy had the gall to write a book. Dude raised rates fifteen. Times in a row. He learned from the master, Bubbles Greenspan. Jeez. <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> anyway. The student becomes the master. So, I, I mean, I applaud Jay Powell for, for, but it's all relative. You're never, I, never is a strong word. If we see 7%, 6%, hell, I'll go 5% mortgages ever again. We're probably screwed, right? Well, forget, a, forget about the mortgages and forget about the mortgage paper. Do you know what bonds will do? Bonds will lose, if, if rates go to 5% from where they are now, right. bonds will lose 40% of their value. Pause. Great point. Pause. Let's show people the graphical representation of that. So the, the representation of stock terms of market leverage is bond prices, prices. are decreasing yields are going higher if right. yields right. are going lower. So we'll just put in TLT and you can see TLTs. This is a big move for TLT down 1.62% today. Now that, that's a big move for bonds. Yeah. yeah it's a, 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 this yield jump is a big, that's yes, what, yes. that's what catches. Like I think Joe Manchin saw these numbers 
That tweet could have been sent out anytime over the last three or four months. He sent it out yesterday. He, he clearly had gotten a tip off on these numbers, right? And he's getting ahead of it. He's saying, do, do something. And maybe the market itself is going to do something, right? The market itself, like it, even if Jay Powell tapers his bond purchases, that will, that will give less demand, price goes down. It'll drive rates up. So Jay Powell doesn't have to enact. Oh, they don't have to even be yeah. vocal about it. They can behind the scenes drain, right. drain the uh, excess reserves out of the economy. Right. And so, and so it's interesting because when you look at, um, this is the poster child now for inflation, right? Lumber. Like lumber was the poster child. Uh, like lumber prices are going higher. Lumber is in the red. We've covered this extensively. Lumber, lumber opened up at 7.09. I'll show you. Right here, I'm gonna get my cursor. This is the beginning of the year. Yeah, this is insane, and we're gonna we can talk about this in a moment. So what I'm looking at when I say uh, it opened for the year, I'm gonna. This is the number I want you to look at when I put my cursor back. That O stands for open. So now we'll come over here, and you can see it says opened at uh, eight on seven ten. So in the beginning of the year, it was trading around seven ten. Went all the way up. If you can see that. Uh, went all the way up over here, my friends, to seventeen hundred and eleven dollars. Now currently trading at four ninety, but you're not seeing any lumber price breaks at the home. I, this I know. You know, I, I don't have a chart for this, but when you want to go buy the stuff they make houses with, like OSB, which is Blake Four Day, you know, your 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 lumber sticks, the two by fours, the two by sixes, the the OSB. It's not coming down in price. They're not going to bring prices down They're, until the economy slows or they stop giving people money. That's the, you hit. I think the first part of what you said there. The only way a Home Depot, that's where that, that, that's where, track that's where most people get their lumber. And I'm just it, most most normal right, right. people, not in the business, get their lumber from. You're not going to see prices come down. They have to find a way to make up the wage gap. It's, I'm telling you that I think the example that rings true is the Starbucks. When coffee, which is a KC, let's see if I can measure. Uh, they won't let me measure coffee anymore and think or swim. If coffee, Alex, can you pull me up a coffee price if you have a ticker or a charter? Joe yeah. is the J-O Joe. Is J-O, the J-O thank you. Joe, which just apparently ran up there recently. When they get a price break on coffee, Starbucks doesn't lower the price. It's... It, that like Target just yesterday. Target said we're going to pay not only pay for college tuition, we're going to pay for your books. Competition is so stiff out there for for employees, like to get employees. This is an employee market. It's a great if you're a person who wants to work. This is a fantastic opportunity, right? To go work at Target, have your college education paid for and your books paid for. That's that's honestly a great, that's a good job. And so if you're younger and you and you don't have to burden yourself with school debt and whatnot, where is Target going to make that up at? Where in the razor thin margin is Target going to make that? It, which, you know, they sell a bunch of groceries, they sell a bunch of sundries. They have to make it up somewhere. So if prices on raw materials come down and Target gets price breaks from their suppliers, do you think they're going to really pass that savings on to you? I don't think so. I think that what prices are, 
it's here. And the only thing that's going to bring prices down, Dan, now is, is a slowing of the economy. And so, it, which got me thinking of what's the, what is Tim, Tim? Tim, tell me factually. Give me something about the inflation rate right now. But before I do, and I think it's important to understand contextually where we are is with inflation, okay? And I want to do that. But before I do that, while you were gone, while you were gone, Zach was here. I was here. Yeah. While you were gone, I closed a deal. I got a phone call and I closed a deal and we now have our first sponsor. And you what? We have our first sponsor. We have our... It, we've been doing this show uh, in some form, Danny and I and Don, since uh, 2014. We've yep. never had a sponsor. Yep. Because sponsors want things, right? Well, then it they, becomes they, biased, yes. Yeah, they want, they, or people who want, the reason why we don't have guest stock in our market world is one, because it's my voice. Everybody loves me. But it, <laughs> sound good. Thank you. Um, it's, it's more, they want to sell you something. And they want to pump a book. They want to pump their fund. They want to. And, and we can, you know, instead of just selling you, let's just give you information that you can use to make yourself money or save yourself money. And the whole business model that we built the firm upon is give away the information for free. If they get too busy, if they want help, if it becomes overwhelming or they, they have friends and family that need help, they'll, they'll remember who we are. And it's amazing how that works, right? Goodwill. Amazing writing down on the piece of paper. Oh yeah, our business model is goodwill. It is actually just treating people amazingly, telling them the truth, whether it's good or not. You know, like whether uh, I have no love for the industry, uh, as Danny knows, um, and Danny doesn't either. I don't think Danny's uh, allegiance. Danny's allegiance is to the people, not not to the industry, and that's a big difference from our shop. You know, with Hunter, Alex, Don. They all have the same mindset. Our allegiance is to you, not this big machine that keeps driving fees and not the firm, yeah. not the firm man. And so when you put your trust and faith and love in people, it's amazing how, uh, what, a, what a deep following you can get. And with that, Danny, that's why, that's why we were able to um, get a sponsor. Oh. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous now. Don't, right now. don't no, be. I saw no, Danny. No. Someone's paid us for airtime. This is a big deal. It's a huge deal. A big day. Do we have like a drum roll? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I'm going to put my sponsor uh, voice on. I would have had a drum <clears throat> roll if you told me. I, no, you know, no, I should no, have we purposely had one ready don't to go. tell. Danny Stockner's a market over. Danny has his sound machine. I got this and we, sound machine. Oh, we need to get that on the show. Really. One day, yeah, one day, just like we're gonna for, for just one like, special episode, just like yeah, Don's we'll idea of putting Meryl on the show. One day, a day in the life of Meryl, working with Danny. Meryl, yeah, she'd be good. I know. We all discussed it. Did you listen to last week's show? No. Oh, I was on vacation. Well, you, well I haven't listened to it yet. Can we discuss that for a second? You no. sat in an no. airport for twelve hours yesterday. You couldn't <laughs> listen. To I was in line. Twelve hours. It was it was bad coming home. And oh, now man. and now, Danny, this well, show. Let's keep going. Who's the sponsor? This show let's not go off the rails. Oh, this right. show is a vacation for people's ears. For <laughs> an right. hour and ten minutes every week, we I'll give them an ear. It vacation. wasn't as much as a vacation last week. I wasn't here. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yes. Yes. This segment has been brought to you. Is that a good announcer voice? That's yeah. great. You like that? Solid. Let me try it. Yeah. Good drink. Clear your throat. Yeah, I want to. <clears throat> 
Clear the palate. <laughs> okay. The whole audience. This segment of Your Money Radio has been brought to you by Danny Spice Rum. Hey! <laughs> if your, yes, yes. Danny Spice Rub. If your meat could rub rub, it would want to meet Danny of Danny Spice Rubs. Rubbing things the right way since 2014. Good on vegetables, too. Danny Spice Rubs. Back to the show. Wow. Good. Danny, we, Tim told us about the Spice Rubs. And it seems like a great practice. So, hey, it's cool you guys do that. My rub Danny, I can't awesome. believe you didn't listen to the show last was, week. I promise it was all glowing. I promise it was. No, it was, I got. Yeah. I I had people. First off, I had. Uh, we have we have a friend. Uh, she's in New Jersey, by the way. Um, a mutual friend who tweeted at me how I used the word kvetch <laughs> <laughs> intermixed with talking about your spice rub. You actually this okay now you now now you're now you're gonna get made fun of. You actually liked the tweet. It that did? she was, oh, yeah. Right. That she was referring to, and you still didn't listen to the show. That's correct. Well, like it's engagement. <laughs> it's engagement. So here's the thing, Danny. We, I, it might have been 20, 30 minutes on just your spice rub in Christmas time. It was like fifteen minutes, probably. And so uh, now I'm gonna have to listen. To the show. <laughs> it was a while. <laughs> Dim, Dim just did that because he knows now I'll have to go listen to the show. Yeah, right. I did. I yeah. No, it was all spur of the moment. Right on the heels, Danny. Of what's your favorite donut in Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore fast food. Yes, yes, Danny. All an elaborate ruse to get you to listen to the show. So, um, <laughs> and by the way, Stockners, if you want to find that, so just go to podcast right at Revere Asset, and then you want to go to um, what's Robin Hood's long game? It's a good episode. You very good episode. Yeah. So, Danny, if you don't know, Danny makes a spice rub. But listen, here's what I'm gonna. Do. We're going to get into... Um, it's a dry rub. Dry rub for, for smoking meats and barbecue. i got to get some of this By stuff. the way, this how, was, how can people I get I just this? want to make sure when you say spice rub, that people might think what, it's for like sure. A, like a marinade? Like a spice Marinade infers wet. Spice rub infers dry. What's a dry rub? Yeah. Dry rub. For sure. Right. What's a wet rub? A marinade. How do people get the spice rub? Well, that's the thing. That's the ticket. So what I want to do right now, by the way, can someone remind me of what I was going to do before I went to the ad copy read? Because I actually have genuinely. You forgot. know how many people I, I have no calling me up asking me for that? Talked about it all last week. <laughs> there's, a lot of there's a lot of people that call you to for, for your rough right. Um So here's the thing, stock nerds and market makers. This is the Revere Asset YouTube page. Okay. We're going to get better at creating um, content just for YouTube. Alex's video, uh, This Stock Could Rock, uh, right here, um, is part of the original content plan. We're going to get uh, way more organized. Under playlist, eventually, we're going to have all the classes I've ever done, all the classes, the lunch and learns that Don's ever done. We're going right. to put them there. We're going to organize them. That's where you can find all the podcasts. You're going to, it's, it'll be a very organized. We're going to become organized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. Central place. Imagine that. But here's the thing. Stock Nerds Marco is going to give you a couple ways to win here. And I'm going to put Danny on the spot. All you can do, Danny, is oh say yes. Oh, my gosh. Here it comes. Yeah. All you can do is say yes, Danny. If you're a stock nerd or market lover. So I can't say no or maybe. It's just a yes. Just yes. It's not a okay. decision. Yeah. You yeah. Can say, uh, yeah. yeah. We got, can it, got it. I just want to probably be clear. Just, yeah. Probably just shut his microphone off now. And so I <laughs> <laughs> might want to just go to that step. Here's the thing, stock nerds and market lovers. We need your help. So uh, as we continue to grow and evolve. We want to do it with you. Really, Daniel? He's got his headphones. Oh, he's at, he's on I forgot vacation. to put my phone on me. He's Sorry on about vacation. that. 
stories. So here's that was the, Joe Manson. He wanted somebody calling. Want that nice rub? Now that was Joe Manson, Donnie. So hello. some advice. By We're going to send you some spice and dry rub. And he wanted some rub. Yeah, yeah. We're going to send you some of Danny's uh, Danny's spice rub if you do a couple things for us. One, just one. And we're, and we're it's going to be on the honor system. Okay. If you're listening to this show, forward one of our videos, one of our podcasts to somebody you think it would benefit. Okay? And then would you go in to our YouTube page, subscribe, and leave one comment on any video? One not, good comment. Well, I mean, <laughs> any comment. Yeah, yeah. any comment. Really like, I was being, I was being. Watch out! You might even like our comment. Yeah, imagine that. Maybe if they forward it to Danny, he'll listen to it. <laughs> 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 yes. If yes. you if you do that and you email uh Dan at Revere Asset or you can call 855-72 we will send you some spice rub. We'll send it to him. We'll mail it to him. We will uh we talked about with Danny. We went we went through the whole postage, everything. What we'll do is uh in a little package, we will send you uh some spice rub uh from your friends here at Revere. And we are going to build the next leg of our business on you. Like I'm going to grow this YouTube page with your spice rub. That is my absolute goal here. The rocket fuel we need. Yeah. So if everyone listening, whether you want the registered spice investment advisor slash spice rub. That's right. <laughs> spice rub enthusiast. I don't think meat rubber is the way to go there. I think spice rub. No. I'm, just, I'm just thinking no. what kind of logo we could put on the bags for. I know, sending, right? Like, Picture of Danny holding. It's already got the chili peppers. Well, I already yeah, got. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We don't want the Revere Asset horse on there because they'll think it's spice rub for horsemen, and I don't want that. Yes, no, that's no, that's good. not good. Not that yeah, it couldn't yeah, be. No, I, I agree. I, I, hear point. It, I hear it goes great on everything. Right. So, I think though, what we want is if you would kindly subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're on mobile, there's a little bell. You can. Um, you can use that to give you an alert and then uh, forward a video, any video to someone who you think would appreciate our content. And then you got to tell them those stock nerds. It takes about four weeks for people to understand our groove. I, I don't think most people <laughs> settle into our content right away because we do things very differently. Like on our, on our weekday videos, there are five videos about a week. Red Nate. It, it's nothing but the charts and, and what's happening because price, the old adage price is true. Like they're the star of the show. That's how we can tell you direction. Like we're not doing yesterday's content or even that day's content. We're providing you with what we think is going to happen in the future, which sounds ridiculous to say, but it's not about what happened today. It's what happened today that's going to affect tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's and, that, and that is a skill set onto itself. And we think we do it quite well. And if once you understand what it is that we're trying to accomplish with our content, we think that our audience grows exponentially as it has over the years. And so, but we'd like some newer, we'd love some newer listeners uh, or viewers. And so if you would do us the, uh, the most kind gesture you can, subscribe to the YouTube channel, forward a video, and leave one comment. And if you do that, and then just say, I did, I did what you guys asked. Send a quick email. I did what you guys asked. We, in turn, will send you this spice rub, which genuinely people do rave about. And so I think that's a fair deal, Dave. What do you think? 
I think that's, that's fair deal. Day. I, I realize now I can't leave on vacation. Anymore. That's no. right. <clears throat> No, nobody no. can go on vacation. No, on show. no, you absolutely can't. Oh, I was going to talk. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what we're going to be doing next time. That's well, right. We'll give it away. You'll come back and sponsor. Now, now you were wacky. saying that you know the, the 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 daily podcast or the daily videos or tomorrow's insights in the markets, but but they're the red meat. Then the question comes to mind: What's this show? Well, the show is a few charts and then kind of pot luck, hodgepodge. Yeah, right. It's like a box of chocolates. It's a you never know what you're going to get. Well, yeah. What the show really is, is an amalgamation of a bunch of the things that we're looking at during the week that help shape opinion, make us curious to want to go screen for idea, you know, like, like set up the different screens. Because listen, you can say this is my favorite setup and a bunch of people on Twitter and uh, YouTube will do this. These are the stocks I'm looking at. Well, how did you arrive at the conclusion? What was the screening process? What were the inputs right. that got you to that mm -hmm. point? Because stockers, I offered you my screen. Uh, at the beginning of the show. I did that specifically for a reason because what differentiates us is we pull back the curtain. Let me tell you why. Uh, yeah. Like, like CNBC, I always get these little alerts, uh, market movers today. Okay. Why? Right, what and does that so, mean for me? Yeah. That's and what so matters. you can see the components of the screen. And I think the most dangerous thing you can live in is an echo chamber. An echo chamber of your own thoughts oftentimes ends in just oblivion. And so, like, Don had a different opinion on the housing stocks. That is a really good thing. You don't – it's not that you don't want agreement, and it doesn't have to be – You always want a devil's advocate, a second opinion. You want to have healthy input. And so that's what this show offers you. It's not, it's not debate on whether the stock goes up or down. It's will these things that we're talking about result in the result? I don't have a better way to say it. And 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 – the thing is, it's a market and anything can happen. But if you know the inputs, like the, like, like the tenure, like what's the tenure yield doing? If you understand how that yield affects stocks like banks and housing and how it can affect input costs. Like why would today Chipotle come down? Chipotle's been on an amazing run, right? Yeah. If, if inflation is going to tick up and inputs are going to go higher. They can't pass as much of the cost off. To the, there, there, there is a the point. margins get squeezed. There is a point. And, and by the way, I'd like to mention uh, one thing about interest rates and kind of the charts, you know, the, the quote, differing of opinion. You know, the housing stocks were on a care for a little while, then they came under pressure. And it, it either I could see both arguments. So if rates continue to rise, mm -hmm. that will hurt the housing. But if they kind of move sideways a little bit and then ease back off, because it is going to be hard for the Fed to, to honestly raise rates with all the budgets. So they may be a setup. So it really, right now, what Don is saying is he's watching what the what the charts are doing, and it may be able to. So it's a breather right now, and it may be able to reignite and move higher if rates don't keep moving up. Right. And your point is, you know, if rates keep rising like they're rising, that's you know that could be the canary in the coal mine. That could be a, a big red flag for housing. Either so those aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. You're kind of in limbo right here. With your antenna up, watching what's going on. So a couple things. So I've got the chart of inflation. So what is inflation? You can see I just I was highlighting where you can pause the video, take a read. This is on Y charts uh, of what inflation is and how it's measured. And so what I I always want I like Y charts for this. They give you what the historical average. Is, okay? okay. And and I, I I think that provides the listener, the viewer, me. Context. So U.S. inflation right now is 5.39%. Okay. 
compared to just about 5% last month, uh, 65.65% last year. This is higher. So right now, this is higher than the normal 3.22% rate of inflation. We are, we are higher. And if you're going to measure it by basis points, then we're, we're way higher. Way higher. <laughs> and so like, it might not seem like a big deal that 3.22 is the historical norm or the historical average. We're at 5.39. Jay Powell is saying everything's transitory. Everyone's making that joke now. They've been making that joke for a while. I have come to the conclusion a few, uh, maybe a month ago, uh, everything feels like it's probably a month ago, that labor is not transitory. That these the, that you can't Walmart can't go back and pay people less. Like right. home prices are only going to go like home prices are only going to go down if there's some kind of weakness in the economy that causes a glut of housing. There's a five million to six million deficit of houses right now in America, like needed to be built that haven't been built. There's that kind of supply out there. Um, so what would cause prices? What would cause things to come down? It's got to be that. People are either getting priced out of the market or uh, infl inflation gets too high, something like that. So what about- Or rates rise high enough. Rates rise high enough, right, exactly. And so Bank of England sees Britain's inflation hitting 4%. Inflation is, uh, let's see here, uh, twice as much as what the Bank of England wants. Like, it's not just here. It's in the developing country, not developed, the developed countries as well, one of our biggest trading partners. One of our biggest allies is having the same kind of issue we're having over here in America. Well, inflation is only a monetary issue. But it's, it's caused by too much printing and all the central banks, the Bank of England, the ECB, yeah. Bank of Japan, uh, the Fed, they've all done the same thing and they're all realizing the same result. Well, it's interesting you said that. Policymakers over in the old UK don't feel the need to immediately slow their efforts to stimulate the economy. That it's 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 the it's and what to your point it's the universal J Powell playbook. We're all going to say the same thing. None of us are going to differentiate, and if we do, we're going to smack you, and you're going to get back in line. It's a cartel. Yeah, yeah it is a cartel. It's a that, money that, cartel. It, it's an absolute money cartel right now, and and so it, it makes me wonder where the, where's the uncle point, and I wonder if Joe Manchin. That's why I come back to the Joe Manchin tweet. I wonder if we're about to see a policy shift without seeing any kind of policy change. And so what I think the key to watching next week, stock nerds and market lovers, is the TNX. Um, watching the TNX and see where it goes, I think, is uh, critical moving forward uh, in the next week's market. Now, look, I said a whole bunch there. Normally, I go to Alex, then I go uh, to Hunter. But I said, I said some things. I said Don would have a chance to rebut, and he should. Have a chance to uh, to talk, Don. Do you want to go last, or would you like to go first and rebut or rebuff anything that I was talking about? Uh, I don't care. Doesn't matter. I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll we'll keep the show flow normal then. We'll, we'll let Don go last and um, talk about uh, twenty one over twenty one, dirty thirty, a whole whole nine yards. Hunter, that brings me to you, my friend. What you got, Hunter Katutis? Come on up. Yeah, I actually. Did you uh, just co to, did you uh, just combine two people, Dan? I was teasing yes, I because earlier in the show, Don, weren't you paying attention to you watching charts? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's, it was Guns Guns Katutis was Guns 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 Katutis. Has Alex actually, X I have X to, yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. yet. No. Oh, wait for no. a second. 
Yeah, that's that's after he talks about his stocks that he does that. Yeah. The stock's gonna rock. Um, rock the stock. <laughs> so I have I have some counter arguments to your points about um, are we in for another February? And really, I just want to highlight the difference in where technology and growth are, especially smaller and the broader scope of technology and growth are now versus where they were on February sixteenth, which is pretty much the peak of growth um, going back to that those brutal days that follow, or, uh, followed there in the month of February and then March and April being pretty rough as well. So I export about 14, 1,350 to 1,400 stocks with a bunch of different data every day. So I just curious, curiously, I just went back and I was like, okay, well, what was the average stock in this 1400 stock universe extended from the 21 EMA on February 16th versus today? So on February 16th, the average stock in that universe was 4% extended from the 21 today, that is 0.8%. So I think as a whole, it's a lot less euphoric. But then what's even more interesting or maybe more eye-opening is, Tim, pull up ARKK. Um, and I've got a couple of stats here on this as well. So on February 16th, Before that 159 that, can, high. Can you just tell people why ARKK, why you're choosing ARKK and the importance? Uh, it's the best proxy for measuring the more speculative, high beta, high risk growth uh, stocks out there. Kathy Wood is pretty much that's her uh, investment thesis is the most innovative, which just so happens to be also oftentimes the most uh, volatile stocks as well but that's the reason why i'm looking at this is it's a it's a good proxy for growth stocks it's a go-go tech um, fund. yes so on on february 16th arkk was 15 or about 14 percent 13 percent above the 50 day five percent above the 21 and 60 percent above the 200 day you fast forward to now arkk is less than three percent above all of those moving averages so less than 3% above the 200, the 50, and the 21. So I'm not saying that that means that growth stocks can't fall apart. I'm not saying that that means growth stocks are set up to you know, be explosive and have great leadership moving forward. I'm just saying for the most part, with the exception of a handful of names, the majority of growth stocks are not extended. Um, and something that I noticed as I've been researching uh, early in the mornings the last couple of days is Tim, if you pull up, uh, let me let me think of a really good chart here that illustrates this. Uh, Twilio, right? Twilio was one of the better stocks of, of 2020. It hadn't done as great this year. And what I was noticing is uh, Twilio, so growth stocks rallied before the value stocks did last year, right? So the value stocks, the oil and gas, uh, XME, metals and mining, uh, those types of names, banks, they really started rallying around the end of October, start of November last year, and that rally carried all the way through into May and June. For growth stocks, they really started rallying, obviously, around like in Twilio's case, right at the beginning of May, and that rally ended in February. So in both scenarios, the rallies for these stocks lasted about seven to eight, nine months, give or take a little bit. Um, growth stocks have just been in a consolidation slash digestion phase since pretty much February. Now I know like there's NVIDIA and AMD that have broken out, but a lot of them look similar to Twilio. They haven't made new all-time highs. They've been below moving averages. They've got back above. Uh, so I would say the vast majority of, 
of growth stocks are, are a lot less extended than they were in February, a lot less euphoric than they were in February. I mean, you can look at IPO ETF is a very similar situation to, uh, to uh, ARKK. I mean, it's almost, mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty much sitting right on the 50, the 21, the eight and the 200 right here, whereas it was very extended in February. So there are some differences is, is all I was going to point out, Tim, is uh, I don't think growth stocks are nearly as uh, bad per se as they were in February at the current moment. I want to but just I know I just, no, I just no, said let, a lot. No, let's pause for a second. I think uh, one, I think an air high five is absolutely uh, in order here. Uh, this is a really good freaking show. Like I'm just, you know, all, all jokes aside, like look, stock, I get you under the tent. I say some things to, to help. Hopefully you're paying attention. What, Hunter just did for you there, I think is incredible. What metrics do? Uh, I don't think you're getting what Hunter just did there anywhere else. Not, not in this format. And I think uh, I really, and I mean this with all the sincerity of my heart, that was awesome. And I don't want to lose you. that moment. Um, all right, follow that, Alex. No, 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 he's not done. <laughs> I'm, just not, I'm just not done yet. Jeez, even I know the floor. I'm not. I know you're not. I'm Hold not. on a second. <laughs> The I'll pass. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on, make make me mommy proud. Hold on, no, Hunter has Jim. I mean, Alex has Jim. Hunter has me mommy. You said make me mommy's already proud. Jeez, get your people straight, man. That's right. I had it straight. Don, Don, Don has his energy drinks. Hunter has me mommy. Alex has Jim, who used to be good at stuff. According to Alex, <laughs> he did say that. He did. I heard. I, I heard it. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. I, you could, someone in cynical in our audience could also say we, we do have some cynical folks in our audience, um, would say, yeah, they're they're not as strong because they're weaker and they're going to fall fail. Like you could take the opposite side of what Hunter just presented, but what I think Hunter just presented is absolutely illustrates why echo chambers are dangerous. I think what he illustrated, like they're, it's good to have different varieties of thought. And that was really good information. And uh, man, Hunter, that I, I'd give you a hug uh, or a man can, whatever, <laughs> whatever that guy's doing. That, that was really good. What else Doesn't, isn't he the guy that breaks kneecaps or oh, that what he man, said when he man, had his first press conference? Man Campbell is, he's not going to wipe their butts. He, in his first press conference, Dan Campbell says, I'm not, I'm, I'm not your toilet paper. I'm not going to wipe your butts. Like, that's what I thought. He's a he's a character. Well, you can get the Eagles coach Nick Serini, who, by the way, apparently is really good at what he does. From you know, I believe the Eagles, after watching a couple Twitter highlights, are going seventeen and zero. His nice. His nice. intro, pre yeah. Well, that's that's the irrationality of all Eagles fans across the globe. It's about to be the Jalen Hurts Devonte Smith show. I mean, oh my! Did you see? Really, oh, let's not take a left turn. Keep going. Jalen Hurts made right, some, you're right, you're some right, amazing right. catch yesterday, and we're going seventeen and zero. Just trust me on this. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know who threw the ball to him. Doesn't matter. By the way, can we all can we all laugh about Nick Foles openly petitioning for the job with the Colts? <laughs> like like Nick Foles apparently is third string, and he and he's just like, screw this. I'm here tearing it up with the third stringers, talking about how great Frank. Anyway, whole another story. Go ahead, Hunter. Um. So, interestingly enough, after I just went over all that with gross stocks and. 
ARKK, you can look at IPO or QQJ in the same capacity just to finish up that thought. Uh, but the stocks I'm covering today are steel stocks, home builders, and financials. Let's do it. Uh, so completely different than the direction I was just in. But I, I wanted to highlight these because specifically steel stocks, these were some of the first value stocks to start to show strength. Uh, really right here. Yeah. So yeah, really primarily STLD and NUE. Those are your big name, your more commonly traded steel stocks, American stocks. You've also got uh, TX, which is a foreign name that's been just on a monster run. I really don't know what to say about this other than wow. I mean, it's uh, that one has been bucking the trend for quite some time. It's the Chipotle of steel. <laughs> it, it is apparently the but the point I want to make here about steel is they had a big breakthrough of their moving averages. If you pull up STLD for me, Tim, or or NUE, it really doesn't matter, but. On 729, they had a strong move through their moving averages. For STLD, that equates to getting above the 50, the 21, and the 8, um, and kind of clearing back above that 60 level, which is important. And since that's happened, they really haven't done anything. Um, and so my, my only comment is I want to say just don't – I wouldn't forget about them or give up on them strictly because they haven't done much after that day. I uh I would watch and see how they act at this point. And so far, STLD has bounced off the 50 and the 21 new core, pretty much the same thing. I would just keep your eye on these, specifically these two names, or you could use XME or SLX as an ETF. These are beautiful. This, uh, but both this, of these. This STD, ahead, STLD is beautiful. This this is yeah. Look at the, this is a three day chart you're looking at. This is this is a setup right here. This is uh, a really good chart. Look at this four-day chart. Yep. So we talked about it a little bit this morning on uh, on a call, but STLD, Nucor, uh, FCX, even even though it's a copper, um, some of those names were the first to show strength. And in the same way that when growth stocks started to uh, show some strength back in middle February, like pretty much May 15th to May 20th was the bottom for growth stocks. Um Net or Cloudflare was one of the leaders that really showed strength first and ended up being a leader over the last few months as growth has done well. I would just keep an eye on these stocks if they, as they have shown strength and leadership ahead of most of their peers in the value slash inflation expansionary type of plays. Uh, beyond that, DHI and LEN uh, meet the same criteria. They uh, just one of those groups and specifically two stocks that got back above uh, overhead resistance or moving averages and also had some volume. So DHI reported earnings on the 22nd, had a strong positive reversal and subsequently got back above all of their moving averages and LEN back above the 100 level as uh, Tim just showed you there and holding on above it. So although LEN, DHI, S STLD, NUE haven't really done much over the last five or six days, uh, like I said, I would not give up on them. I'd see, I'd see how they act at support. I'd watch for volume to come into those names just as a way to possibly be ahead of a rotation type environment because that, that I mean, the reality is that's what 2021 has been like. Um, and last thing here, Tim, is uh, Goldman Sachs is breaking out today. We have not initiated a position, uh, but GS certainly one of, if not the strongest bank slash uh, investment type of name today uh breaking out that 400 level is important to watch and then you've also got kre 
-hmm. sticking its head above the 50 uh, today. And XLF uh, with a pretty big move above their moving averages today. So uh, just like Tim said, I would watch and see what the 10-year yield does, how do growth stocks react, how do, how do banks react over the coming days. Some of these have moved up into declining overhead moving averages. Some have cleared them. I just see kind of where the strength and the money goes over the next few days uh, after a strong move in, in rates slash bond prices today. Watch this sensitivity. That's all I got, Tim. I know that was a long, no, it was awesome, long thing there. Uh, well, look at the sensitivity. So TNX right now on your uh, daily chart, I'm going to take it down to a five-minute chart. And so it, this will, I'm doing this live with you. So look at how rates start coming off. And I, I guarantee you the NASDAQ, well, I shouldn't say and the NASDAQ uh, finds a little bit of strength and price movement to the upside. It, it, they're so sensitive right now. Uh, and, I, and if rates continue, the sensitivity, this is the relationship to watch. What, exactly how Hunter just said it at the end of the segment there. Alex, you're up, brother. What you got, man? Yeah. So follow up on the, this week's bonus stock video. Uh, the wow. stock that I did go over is going right to the level that I said would be a pretty good risk reward area. So watch that video and you can maybe uh, get yourself into that stock. Um, remember, measure your risk and have a good, you know, minus four or 5% stop loss from the area. Nothing's ever a guarantee. I'm not perfect. I wish I was or I'd be a millionaire. Um, the next stock that I think is a, a potential monster. Are, are you not going to mention the stock? Or you no, don't. Watch the video? Make them watch the video. Yeah. Dude, that's, you got to watch the video. That's yeah. a professional right there. That's, that's how you okay, do so it. So we'll have to forward that one to Dan too. <laughs> no, no, you got to forward, ask Tim at revereasset.com and he'll send you the way. I'll be more than happy. <laughs> so this, this stock I will go over, if you could pull up Square, please. Yeah. Um, and on the daily, we got to get the volume on the bottom. So the volume uh, on, on those two big bars there you, it were, was, was massive and institutions were stepping in. Now, the interesting thing is, I think it was Monday, right, Hunter? That before it, uh, the market opened, they released, they pre-released earnings. It was before the date. Pre-released on, so we on were, with, Sunday. With, with the acquisition. Sunday. And yeah. so we got caught, I got caught off guard because I had a position and it, that wasn't their earnings date. So but luckily I had a good, you know, uh, buy point where it, it wasn't down so much from my cost. But I was underwater at the time. But it bounced off its uh, 21 EMA pretty nicely, and then it ramped up. And then there was two days of rest there. You could see next to his arrow, it went sideways. So after that big bar, there was two small days, inside days. And then yesterday, another huge uh, volume day and strong to the upside. That's telling me, and it's, just, it, and it's setting up a nice consolidation here. It's breaking out of a, a standard. I think that ba the base buy point is like 282. Um, maybe it handles up around that area, but this is a stock that you want to have on your watch list. And again, this is educational. We're not telling you to buy. If you want that kind of advice, just email Dan or someone, um, and we can go over what you can do with your portfolios. But these are the kind of stocks you want to be watching is stocks with big volume, upward price movement, and, and very strong fundamentals. Uh, one more last thing, and it's not a stock. It's actually... Uh, I did a little uh, back testing on the last 11 years in the S&P 500 seasonality wise. The month of August has only uh, been up 53% of the time. So more, just about half of the August since the last 11 years 
have been uh, positive. The average two range is about plus or minus 3%. So it's relatively a little bit of a more volatile month. I'm not saying it's going to go up. I'm not saying it's going to go down. I'm just going to, I'm just saying we could potentially see volatility and sometimes volatility can go to the upside, which causes wide ranges. So just be careful. If you're buying extended stocks, you could get whipsawed pretty quickly. Um, there was another article I found from Vantage Point from the years 1998 to 2017. The average um, return in the month of August was minus 1%. So it's just something to notice compared to other months like January was historically a, a very strong month and November, December were strong months as well. So there are, there is patterns, but nothing's ever that black and white. It's just that follow the volatility, not the direction, if that, if that helps. That's All, it right, All right, Aru. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Don, uh, let's, uh, let's see what you're looking at. Uh, any, any housing night uh, rebuttal uh, from the beginning? Uh, 30, 30. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not necessarily uh, of the notion that if interest rates are rising, that the housing stocks are going to stop going up. I'm looking at a, an overlay right now of what the TNX and the ITB were doing from uh, mid-January until uh, mid-April. And while TNX was rising, so was the ITB, which implies that uh, housing stocks were going up too. Uh, when we peaked in late April and they started coming down, ITB started forming a base. Uh, so what we're what we've seen in both of those cases is is housing moving in the direction, the same direction as interest rates, which is really not something that I would have expected. When we talked about this in-house several times, why are the home builders coming off and rates are coming down? But um, and banks formed that basically the same base and acted the same way as the TNX is uh, going up while uh, interest rates went up, formed a base while interest rates were coming off. And then uh, like Goldman Sachs, as Hunter mentioned today, uh, banks having a having a breakout. So I'm not I guess the point is, don't predict that ITB and XHB are automatically going to go down because interest rates are going higher. They, they don't have an exact correlation. OK, I'd like to jump in real quick on that, and make a comment. So when interest rates drop and they they bottom out, when they first start to rise, you'll have like a, a spurt of refinancing activity because the people that were trying to get the bottom are trying to get it down. Mm -hmm. They'll all of a sudden rush out and refinance. Now, once rates do rise pretty good and then roll back over and go down a second time, you don't see the refinancing as much like you would the first time. That's called refinancing burnout because everybody who's going to refinance is a lot of people have already done it. Well, like Don was saying, when rates first start to rise, small amounts of raise won't necessarily hurt the refinancing or even the home builders because there are going to be a lot of people that were kind of trying to to, to time it right, or they were thinking about building but really hadn't done anything, and all of a sudden, if they see rates start to rise, they'll say, you know what, we got to get this done. We need to do this now before rates rise too much. So smaller moves in rates don't really concern me. It's if we get a move of two, three, four percent, you know, a significant rise in interest rates. That's when I really think you're going to see some big changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if they have well. I you know what everything's conjecture. Yeah. That that's that that's the whole thing. It's a market, and anything can happen. Just like Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. We're going back to football now. Just real quick, I just we saw were, him come we across the transom. Man. 
He just signed a contract for $258 million. $150 wow. million. Billion, not bad. Guaranteed. Like, this is NBA money. Is that the highest? Uh, what is the highest contract in the NFL? I, I don't Mahomes know. I thought it was almost Mahomes. half a billion. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, like the NBA, where that's a player's Like, the players have the power, not not management or, or coaches or whatnot. That is a player's league. Those are some massive contracts. And I don't think... I don't think they have a salary cap in the NBA, do they? They do. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah, there's a bunch of ex- there's a bunch of exceptions built into it, though. Because <laughs> like they get these lifetime like these, I, I forget what they call them, but they're like these. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know enough about basketball to know the. Con- I just know they're massive. This is a huge contract, which is not a player's power league, where it you know the lifespan of a player they could be cut shorter. Yeah, the yeah. owners have more. Power. Yeah, this is uh, this is a huge one hundred and fifty million dollars guaranteed. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I didn't know the Mahomes contract, so that's a quarter of a billion dollars. God bless America. Like, where's all that money come from? Like, like I mean, it's TV contract. Well, NFL. I mean, it is. Yep. Yeah, it's got to be TV contracts, and it's only going to get richer. Like is uh, Google and Amazon come in and Apple potentially come in? Like that's where the money is. Depends on what the economy does too. If, if the economy slows enough, people don't buy as much, demand goes down. I don't demand know. Demand for everything goes I, down. I don't know how Disney, ABC, yeah, the whole Disney complex pays for Monday Night Football. Like their contract is up. And uh, this is the last year, I believe, DirecTV has uh, the Sunday ticket or it's at and as a Sunday ticket, and that thing's going to come up. Like, where are they going to get this money from? To uh, well, actually, Directv isn't part of AT and T anymore, or whatever they call it. They sold. They still call it Directv. Yeah. They, oh, you have it. I'm just about to unbu- cut the cable. They sold it to private I just, equity. So I guess there's investor money yeah, there too. That's, that's that. Not a few months ago, I, I signed up with uh, YouTube TV. Yep. Yep. YouTube like, TV is good. Yeah. yeah. I've I've yeah. got the AT and T. Whoever owns it now, it's still called AT and T TV or something. I'm I'm okay with it. Like we don't really watch much television. Remy likes it. Yeah, one. neither do I. Yeah, like we have it for a couple things, and then that's it. No, Man. sports mostly. What's that? Sports mostly, right? Uh yeah, yeah, the Olympics, yeah, broadcast sports. Yeah, and like we don't like like I'm lucky if I eat dinner before nine o'clock with the kids, and so like we're not watching TV, but. This, these, these contracts are only going to get richer. I mean, whew, God bless. Soccer's got some contracts, too. But anyway, go ahead, Don. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh no problem. So, one second. Uh, what, Don, I need my Tim Tebow uh, update. <laughs> no, no. Keep going, Don. Keep going. Oh, I want to know. Is he still on the team? I'm hoping Tebow makes the he team. Still, we're going to update this weekly. Still on the team. Showing some good hands at practice. But uh, at this point, it's still considered a long shot to make the roster. No one's been cut, right? Like, when's the first? No. This this week, or yesterday, was the Steelers-Cowboys game. This week marks, like, last week was the last week that there would not be a football game. Now through, I don't know when the Super Bowl is anymore because they added that extra week of football. Uh, Now through the Super Bowl, there will always be a football game on television. Multiple games. Which is awesome. 
Yeah, I don't know when they do uh, the cuts, like when they start cutting. Uh, it's uh, Labor Labor Day, around Labor Day. The season starts the week after. Yeah, like do I they, don't they cut during preseason during the preseason games they make cuts too, right? They used that. to do it uh, twice, but now they just have one huge cut because okay. they want to protect the stars as much as possible and. Um, Man. Deeper rosters allows I, uh, allows them to get their game plan in. I think it's interesting what's happening with Tebow. Like, it, you know, if he what an athlete if he's able to uh, to hold his own and make make the team. It's pretty. He's got the number one selling. Yeah, especially after, especially after being out of it. I mean, he must yeah. have been continuing to work out and stay healthy the whole time. That can only help the Jaguars, right? To have him stay there. He's got the number one selling jersey. I mean, more than Mahomes. Fans love him. Yeah. Like that can only help the organization, but I don't know if it helps the team, the actual football team. If that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, it could be a distraction. All right. What you got, Dom? I'm so sorry. Go ahead. So uh, the 21 over 21 list, we've got a couple stocks coming off of it this week. Uh, The the biggest drop uh, is Revolve, which just had a a miserable reaction to earnings. RVLV. That's what it is. Thank you. Uh, so say goodbye to that, but, uh, we already talked about square. That's going to be joining. That's our largest position in house right now. And based on, um, based on history of prior leaders, that big move up when they announced that acquisition and earnings followed by two lower volume days of a pullback and then a bust out higher on Thursday, consolidating on lighter volume today, this is acting perfectly from a technical standpoint. So that's definitely going to be joining and uh, watch the video Friday night to see what else is joining as well as an update on sectors, basic materials and financials improved this week, as we've already talked about. Okay. So see what's weakening. uh, Is that what you got? Yep. You know what I thought was interesting this week? Real quick, Danny. Uh, You know what? I'll save it for one last thing. Uh, Take take us us with the normal clothes and I'll do it. Folks, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Just send them to revereasset.com. They can sign up for our daily market insight video and this podcast directly in their inbox. We won't spam them or reach out to them anyway. It's up to them to reach out to us for a complimentary portfolio review. Any questions or top topics they may want talked about, you can email any of us at dan at revereasset.com, Tim at revereasset, Don, Alex, or Hunter at revereasset.com. And you can always call us old school at 855-REAL-WEALTH. You know, I'm sorry. I was looking at my notes and I didn't do the whole marker tracing thing that I normally do when you uh, do the normal close. Did anybody call you, by the way, on vacation? Uh, yeah, I got a few calls. Because we, we talked about how people should just call you while you're on vacation. Like, were they specific business calls or did people just I don't like, know. I didn't answer them. I was on vacation. <laughs> really? I, I, I forwarded all the, you didn't know that? I forwarded all the, the, the calls to Meryl. Meryl got all the calls. She got a lot of calls. So you just made life tough for Meryl. I wish I would have known that. Danny, Danny, I I didn't tell you for a reason. Danny walks in. This is so Danny. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? And he goes, hey, Meryl, that apple back there, you could have eaten that while I was gone. (laughs) No, no, I I told her. I told I meant to tell her before. Like it's such a random thing. Hey, that lonely no, apple no, in the back room. No, you no, could have had Tim, it. Tim, Tim, I actually had it here and I I was meant to tell her to eat it because it would go bad while I was bad. gone. She graciously put it in the refrigerator to oh. keep it cold so it wouldn't go bad. 
And I saw the fridge. I was like, can you clarify the rest of the conversation for me? Because I thought I heard her say, but Danny, I don't like apples. And then I heard Danny. I I could have swore I heard Danny's response. No, no, I did not hear this. I am almost certain I heard, but you're a vegetarian. Did I hear that right? <laughs> is that exactly? Is that how that conversation? Went? I was ribbing her. Oh my yes. god! I can't wait till you go away again to get Meryl in here. And I heard Meryl <laughs> just reply back. She was exasperated with, "No kidding! I'm, a, I'm a, no kidding! I'm a vegetarian, but that doesn't mean I like apples." She had to explain how vegetarians might not like certain. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> do, I was teeth thrusting, but you're a vegetarian. That you like apples. <laughs> To be fair, you offer a piece of fruit to a vegetarian. Odds are they're going to take it, right? They're vegetarian. Yeah. Like they, they like I wish you were here for this conversation. Yes. Yeah. It was Yosemite. I was. He was sitting right next to you. It was Yosemite Sam offering a vegetarian uh, a piece we of fruit. Are we ready to wrap up the show? And he was shocked that this vegetarian did not like the piece. Like, it was beyond. It was. It, it blew the Stetson off the top of his head. Oh I'm gosh. telling you. Oh. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Tim? I thought it was. We're about a, to close up. Okay, I thought X- XLU. I thought was inter- XLU was had a great week, all and I thought that was interesting. Like the the things that you, uh, you know, like with Hunter's uh, growth stocks, they're not they're not that bad. I I was like, why is XLU moving so much? I, I couldn't. And usually, when XL, XLU moves, it's not typically that great. <laughs> and so I find that to be something I want to watch this coming week as well. Do this. Do the slower movers uh, pick up the pace a little bit? Why, Don always says, follow the charts. We'll talk to you next week on Your Money.